Today's tech tip about surge protector compatibility is brought to you by Volta Power Systems. A power surge is, as the name would suggest, an intense surge of power that can cause damage to anything connected to it, including your appliances and RV electrical system. While it's very rare when your vehicle is connected to shore power, there's always a chance that a power surge could occur. RV plug-in style surge protectors may be used with your Volta system. However, some more complex models may not be compatible with the Volta system. When plugged into shore power, your Volta system always samples incoming power for safety before it can begin charging. Some surge protectors can interrupt that process, preventing your system from charging through the shore power connection. If your plug-in surge protector doesn't indicate an issue but your Volta system isn't connecting to the attached shore power, there's a simple test you can do. Remove the surge protector and plug the shore cord directly into the vehicle. If your system is now able to receive shore power, it may be that your surge protector is likely not compatible with your Volta system. Thanks for listening to Volta's Tip of the Week. Before we start today's podcast, I'd like to talk about one of our sponsors, La Mesa RV. If you didn't know, I bought my Storyteller Overland 4x4 RV from La Mesa RV in Tucson. From the very first moment I talked to my sales rep, to the financing, to the delivery, I was extremely impressed by their hard work, customer service, communication, and availability. La Mesa RV made everything super simple. So when I flew in from Austin to Tucson, they had someone there to pick me up at the airport and they took me to the dealership where there was literally a red carpet that led to my brand new clean RV with a big red bow on top. And on top of that, they took their time and showed me how to operate the RV. They answered all my questions and they did on the spot fixes to ensure my 100% satisfaction. I'm telling you, these guys treated me right, and I'm proud to have them as one of the sponsors of the show. So if you're in the market for not only a stow, but for any RV, make sure you check out La Mesa RV. Welcome to another episode of Stow Nation, a production of Park Media. Before I introduce today's guest, don't forget to hit that subscribe button, share, and leave a five-star review. And if you find this podcast useful in any way and want to pay us the ultimate compliment, head on over to our Patreon page where you can subscribe to be a classic, stealth, or beast mode subscriber. Welcome back to another episode of Stow Nation. On this episode, I got to meet Jay and Jennifer Hoosen at the Hood River Adventure Van Expo. Over the weekend, I got to know these two and found out they have a really great story to tell. We talked about their cats, who happen to have over 10,000 followers on Instagram, what their experience was like working for Nike, how they were able to retire early by using the FIRE strategy, and even a little bit about Jay's band, Mech. And of course we talked about their mode classic, the places that they've been, their recommendations on what to visit while in Oregon, and the mods that they've done. I know you'll have just as much fun listening to these two as I did talking to them, so please sit back, relax, and welcome Jay and Jennifer Hoosen to the Stonation family. All right. Thanks for coming on to Stonation today. Thanks awesome. for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, Appreciate we it. are out here at Hood River, Oregon at Adventure Van Expo. And uh, you were basically neighbors because we parked here, right? And yeah. so, first of all, you guys just amaze me. You guys both retired from Nike. You have, your cats have an Instagram, or you have an Instagram for your cats that have 10,000 followers, which is insane. 
Yeah. And then you're in a band <laughs> called Mech, right? And your Correct. album just dropped last last week? October. Oh, last I, October. I, yeah, it's been a uh, pandemic release, so yeah. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. So I don't even know where to begin. Oh, and plus you have this beautiful, you know, mode classic. Yeah. Did, did you name your mode or no? We named him Lewis. Okay. Uh, after Meriwether Lewis, the oh. uh, famous, you know, one of the world's famous explorers, at least for the U.S. And uh, and then also being a sprinter van, favorite sprinter Carl Lewis. So. Oh, got it. Well, that's what I associated with was this, yeah. the sprinter. Yeah. yeah. So there's so much to talk about. Oh my. I'm going to start talking about the cats. Let's not talk about last night, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what happens in the river stays in the river, right? Okay. <laughs> but, uh, no, um, so your cats. Uh, you guys want to start talking about your cats and what kind of cats, how long you've had them. And then the big question is, how in the world... Did you get 10,000 followers for your cats? Yeah. Well, at Nike, I worked in social media. I helped launch our Facebook and Twitter uh, services, and so I knew a little bit, but it's actually not that that uh, hard. Uh, I don't know if you want to talk about it, but our cats are Rudy and Clyde. First of all, back up. I can't believe we're talking about our cats. Actually, yeah, that's pretty I don't hilarious. let a lot of people know this, and now everybody's <laughs> going to know it. It's a secret. They, they speak in their own voice. <laughs> so, so Rudy and Clyde. So at Rudy and Clyde, uh, they're Siamese. Uh, twins are uh, seal point Siamese, uh, traditional Siamese, which actually are now called Thai cats. The uh, Siamese breed was uh, bred to these more elongated style of cat, and, and the original Siamese um, uh, was lost, and now they've kind of come back. I've always had a Siamese. I had a Siamese cat when I was a, a baby, so that's why we have them now. So Rudy and Clyde are three, and uh, we have a kid who's 18, and we have two three-year-olds now too <laughs> <laughs> very true so you've had them since they were kittens then Correct. Yeah. yes so yeah. in three years so what's the genesis of starting the instagram account for the cats our, um our, i think jay needs something to do in retirement yeah, yeah i was bored <laughs> um guess yeah co- we got them co- coinciding when we retired which was in 2017 so um our i don't i didn't even realize that people had Instagram accounts for their pets. Our neighbor Fishers yeah. had one, and I go, "Oh shoot, we got to do one for Rudy and Clyde." And I just did a lot of hashtagging and um, just keep posting. And sometimes you'll get some momentum because somebody may repost. And one of the big ones was um, Cats of Instagram picked up one of the pictures, and we got like 200 followers immediately. Oh, and it just kind of snowballed. But it, it's you know it's been three years slow growth. And also, Powell's books picked them up one time. Yeah. And they were in the Powell's bag. And they, you know, people love books and they love animals. So mm-hmm. for Powell's books, if you're in Portland, Oregon, go to Powell's books. Independent bookstores. Awesome. So all the pictures are real, but the ones that uh, people really like are the outdoor ones. Because if you put the cats in kind of environments that aren't normal, like we have a couple in the van, I'm in the van uh, and then a couple on the beach. Mm. And, and so it looks like they're just these cats that hang out on the beach like dogs but it's not really that it's uh, the secret is it's not quite <laughs> as it appears you just happen to get the right moment the yes. Right yes so anyways so who controls the instagram account oh that's Most, all jay yeah and everybody thinks it's our son dominic he has nothing to do with it he's he has his own stuff going on so he helps jay figure out the best way to get more followers but, but it's all jay I'm running out. We're running out of ideas and pictures, but you know, if we get a good picture, I'll post it. I post maybe once a week now, yeah. if that. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's insane. Yeah. Are they super cuddly or? 
Yeah, What's they're like Siamese are known or awesome. They if you walked in, they'd walk up to you. They'll okay. they they sleep they sleep on our bed. They're yeah. like little dogs, is how I describe okay. them. Like small dogs. They yeah. they follow us around. They're very vocal. They talk. They have voices. They have different voices for different things that they want. And Clyde is super food oriented. So we have like puzzles for him and puzzle balls for him to play with to get the food out because he gets naughty if he doesn't have something to do. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know that. Yeah. Kimchi's the same way. So. Oh, we yeah. love your dog, by the way. <laughs> Kimchi is yeah. awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's a, yeah. He's a handful, but he, he's a good dog. He's a yeah. sweet boy. Yeah, he is. Perfect size, too. Yeah. yeah we should uh, get... We should see how kimchi and your cats do yeah. together. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that would go <laughs> too well. We got we got a cage. We tried it once, and uh, you know we'll we'll keep trying, but very short trips. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you were telling me that you were trying to get the cats to ride in the van, right? Yes. yes. How did? They're very comfortable in their little cage, uh-huh. but once once they get out of the cage and they start looking around and and seeing this, these you know crazy window scenes, they get a little bit nervous but um they don't like the movement they need to be enclosed when they're they're good when they're out but then you know we're in and out of the van so they're not like dogs that'll stay you know but they would be fine if you know we're sitting here yeah okay that's cool but they're cats i mean come on (laughs) (laughs) i've seen some cats that act like dogs yeah 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 Yeah. that's pretty cool we probably should have worked on it we we should have got the van three years earlier then we would have uh well then we wouldn't have gotten a a storyteller but uh, they would have been more used to it Yeah. yeah Well, that's just a crazy story. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, and so you guys both retired from Nike. That's how you guys met, right? Was No. Oh. That's an even better story. Oh, that's okay. the best story of all. So uh, when we were freshmen at the University of Oregon, both our dorms faced Hayward Field, which is a famous track in, at the University of Oregon. And um, I was into rock music. And our I met this guy, Jack, who was on the same floor as Jay, who's still a really good friend of ours mm-hmm. to this day. And um, he said, hey, I I wanted to listen to different music. And he's like, hey, there's this guy across the hall from me. He's really into Rush, and you should check it out. So I went over to his room, and uh, I said, hey, my name's Jennifer. I heard you're into Rush. You know, could I borrow some music? And he's, like, looking through his cassette tapes, because this is cassette tape (laughs) days. And he's like, well, I really think, well, maybe it should be moving pictures, but I think I'm going to start you with 2112. But you're going to bring it back, right? (laughs) And I was like, yeah, "Yeah, I don't think he really thought I was going to bring it back. But little did we know that Rush brought us together when we were 18 and 19 years old, and we are still together today. Oh, well, congratulations. So that's a, so Rush is Jay's favorite band, and um, they're awesome. Yeah, Yeah. rightly so. Yeah. That's a good, great story. So then, sorry, sorry, I was going to say then how I graduated, got a job at Nike, and then... I helped her get an interview, and she got a job in Nike. Oh, so, yeah, nice. Uh, so you can read into that as you like. Yeah. But, uh, um, Jay, graduated, 20... <laughs> Jay graduated in four years, and I took an extra year. Yeah. Uh, so we were still arguing years. who was the smartest uh, uh, regarding uh, taking more me. time in college, which I would say she wins now. But uh, <laughs> um, uh, but 27 years later, we both pulled the plug, on, uh, which was 2017. and Did the early uh, retirement? Did, did the yeah. early retirement. The whole yeah. fire. Yeah. 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 So, uh, how did you guys accomplish that? Just saving up and yeah. yeah. I mean, we started at the bottom. I mean, I made eight bucks an hour when I first started there. Um, and we worked our way, both worked our way up, uh, yep. and, uh, did, took advantage of all the corporate benefits, um, and, and did some l- investing. And then of course, Nike 
being so successful, we, yeah. we've lucked out with us both working for a corporate uh, uh, 500 type company that, you know, is, was successful. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. we were fortunate yeah. uh, so, as well as, you know, tedious long-term saving right. and leveraging all the po- possibilities of maximizing what, what you, you can get. Yeah. There's a book that I read in the early 2000s that kind of just changed my financial outlook, and it was The Millionaire Next Door. I forget who the author is, yeah. but... I read that same book. Yeah. yeah. Jay, Jay, Jay basically is The Millionaire Next Door because he's... That whole philosophy of that book is how he lives his life. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he was smartly told me, you know, when I started at Nike put as much in your 401k as you can. Mm -hmm. And we just went, even when we weren't married and I followed that and we just, we just saved a lot of money. If you could say, it's all about saving and saving early. Yeah. That's great advice. Until you buy one of these. I know. And then everything just goes out the (laughs) window. But this is why you did all the years of savings. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Go live your life. So you retired as what position out of Nike? I was our business development director for our consumer services organization. So um, I was, my team and I were responsible for creating the the service strategy for Nike. So Nike.com. So I helped launch uh, our e-commerce site back in 99. Oh, wow. When we first started selling online. And then, you know, as times changed and, you know, social media came, you know, new new types of uh, uh, contact channels or communication channels, like obviously social media, we needed to have a strategy on how we leveraged that from a service standpoint. Marketing was doing a lot of uh, talking to, but we wanted to engage and have a dialogue. Right. And so I, I helped um, develop our strategy with marketing on how we actually service our Twitter account and mm. Facebook and such. So we were some one of the first uh, companies to, to get after that in a big way. And, and uh, you know, like to think that at least now that I've left, I've left a little bit of a mark there. Yeah. You know? Left the place a little bit better than yeah, when you found hopefully, it. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. And yeah. Jennifer, you retired at what position? I was marketing operations director for advanced concepts, but really the last big job I had before I left is I worked on the last Olympics. Wow. In marketing operations, which is globally. So that was, it was awesome. I have worked with some amazing people. That's the best thing about Nike is the people are so smart and talented. So my creative directors, my marketing operations, my marketers, like are the best people in the world. And they're just cool. And if you love sports and athletes, it's a great place to work at. So my, my, what I'm good at is organization and strategy about organization. And so I always work well with creative people. My brother is an artist. So I grew up with somebody who could not manage money or his room or his anything. He's be careful. He's probably listening. Hey Matt, no, no, no offense. You're great. But he's really creative and all that. So I think helping have a brother like that and being different than him um, and finding that you find what you're good at when you're at that age, after you get out of college, like what are you good at? And those were my superpowers. So I'd really had fun working with all those creative people. That sounds fun. What's your most memorable moment doing working in the Olympic section? Oh man, there are a lot. One of the one of the great things about working in the Olympics is you get to work with a lot of athletes. But for me, it was really we got to go to New York to do an offsite, and um, they had just asked me to join the team, and we got to. I was like, hey, I'm on sabbatical. 
And they're like, we really like you to go. Keith Hulamard's like, please, could you go? And I'm like, okay, I'll fit it in, but I'm not really supposed to be working. So they allowed me to bring Jay and Dominic, our son, cool. to New York. And I had a room. They got us a room big enough to be able to have Dominic sleep in my room. And so while I was working, Jay and Dominic were running around the city <laughs> of New York, going to baseball games and stuff. And that's where I really loved about Nike is they really family or they supported me as a working mother, realizing Good. I have a family and um, the meeting the athletes and all that was cool. But for me as a working mother and being supportive of that was really important. And I think it really helped my career and I really appreciated that. So it was really cool. We got to go yeah. do a bunch of stuff in New York. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so athlete wise, what's like the most famous athlete you guys have been able to talk to? I, and I'm talking like, you know, one on one, yeah, one on one, shaking hands kind of thing. Um, well, I've, let me start with that yeah, one and then ahead. you've got a great yeah, story yeah. that you can, but it's not a one-on-one. So I worked on a lot of athlete photo shoots when I, in my younger days and Tiger I worked Wood. in the, I worked, I worked in Nike golf, which was a great group. And we uh, did photo shoots with Tiger Woods and Nick Price. Um, oh, wow. uh, Tiger, when he first started, when he first okay. came out of Stanford and um, so pre crazy tiger, pre crazy tiger. <laughs> and you know what? He, as a young man was the most professional, very kind, very polite. Um, I remember we would go uh, back and forth having to change outfits and um, he was gracious. He would literally just strip down to his skivvies right in front of me and put the next outfit on. No, no prima donna, his parents. Mm. It, it was, I can tell his parents raised him really well that way. And, um, and at one point though, he had a Rolex watch on and he, I, I'm like, and he's like, oh, I shouldn't have that in the shoot. And I was like, oh, what do you want me to do with it? He goes, oh, just shove it in my shoe. <laughs> and I looked at him, I go, I go, uh, Tiger, that shoe was more than I make in a year. Yeah. So I, I don't think I can do that. He goes, well, don't, don't don't worry about it. So then I went over to Greg Nard, who was his sports marketing contact at Nike, and I go, Greg, I can't put this shoe in a shoe. And he's like, well, if you lose it, they'll just give him another one. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but I'll get fired. So I made Greg Nard wear it the rest of the day. So he had two like massive watches on, but he he was super nice. And the other thing is I had to go run back and forth to the hole with different things. Like maybe we wanted him to change out a hat or a glove or something. So I'm running over there and I'm ducking because I'm afraid he's going to hit me. And everybody laughed at me. Obviously, I wasn't a golfer. Um, <laughs> because they're like, Jennifer, he is never gonna hit you <laughs> yeah and, and by the end of the time all the balls were like within a foot of where we had him hit the entire day really yeah mm-hmm. he's just that accurate yeah. so i that was kind of embarrassing but mm-hmm. funny that i was worried that tiger might possibly hit me and yeah that, that would be a good story that would yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he, he was he was actually very very nice to work with oh that's good to hear yeah yeah what about you jay uh well i actually quite a few athlete encounters, um, mostly just being around campus and stuff. Um, but one of the cool ones just super quick and I won't talk as long as hers. Uh, our son got to high five, uh, LeBron James. Um, I, I've, I've walked past, um, uh, Kobe Bryant on the, uh, stairwell. Oh, wow. yeah. Uh, um, but a couple of cool ones, Michael Jordan during the one year retired and he started to play baseball. Yeah. He actually had an office at Nike and he would go up literally and play pickup basketball because we had a really cool Bo Jackson gym, a basketball court. It was glass oh, wow. surrounded uh, surrounded by glass. Uh, I didn't actually get in a game with him, um, 
at the time, but my claim to fame with Jordan was I, I made a three pointer over him. Nice. But it was because he was walking off the, the court. It wasn't. Oh, he wasn't guarding you. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. guarding me. No. Uh, <laughs> and I, I have, and then uh, I've been in a locker room because teams would go there and practice. So I'd yeah. see M- NBA teams or you know soccer or, or you name it would be yeah. there yeah. all the time. So it, you saw you just kind of got used to it. It was no no big yeah, deal. Yeah, you do. And it, they, they at Nike they ask you to treat their employees too. So treat you don't go up and ask for people's yeah, autograph or mm, talk to them or yeah. bug them. You just leave them alone just like you would yeah. anybody else that comes through. And Richard Sherman, uh, um, NFL, he, uh, we did have him come in and, um, they filmed him actually servicing uh, phone calls in consumer yeah. services really? <laughs> when we launched our Nike Experts services. So if you wanted to get running shoe advice or get some football shoes, we wanted to have um, – we hired people that were actually like D1 athletes. Mm-hmm. Ex- and so when you contact Nike, you were getting legitimate advice. And so we uh, had Richard come in to um, – you know, totally authenticate the uh, service experience. <laughs> so that was cool. And there's, yeah. probably, there's a ton of it. It's, there's a you know, we were there a long time. Yeah, there's yeah. a million stories. But it's been three years, so I'm forgetting yeah. half of it. No, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you just remember the great stuff then. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's That sounds like a, such a fascinating yeah. job and environment to work in. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different place now. It's much bigger. I mean, we were there starting in 1990. Yeah. And it was very, I mean, it was still big but significantly smaller than it that it is now and so you know we were fortunate to be there during you know some of its crazy days before it got too corporate like mm, yeah yeah so it was good timing to bail out <laughs> i should have bought stock back in the 90s yeah, you would be doing well <laughs> the, yes. the other thing that's interesting if you're into business is phil knight worked on my floor hmm. so his main office is when he stopped being um when he changed positions and he was just on the chairman of the board he moved over into the office that I worked in in the Meham building and I would see him all the time he'd walk up and down the go up and down the elevator and stuff and the best stories with him was I came off the elevator and on third I worked on in the, in the NFL and we always wear our school colors so I would always wear Oregon green on and I was walking up the stairs and Chris Amon who was my um, head of the f- football division of NFL he's a big Washington Husky. So he, I, he's going up the stairs. I'm going down the stairs and he's like, Jennifer about the green. And I just put my hand over my, Oh, and I was like, I'm loud and proud, Chris, loud and proud. And right then as Chris is going down the stairs, the elevator doors open and Phil Knight walks out and he says loud and proud. And I said, Oh, Chris Amon's given me a hard time about my Oregon ducks. And he goes, well, you just asked Chris Amon, how his Washington Huskies are doing this year in football. <laughs> and he started laughing and he went into his office. I just thought that was so great. Yeah. So, so who is he just for those that Phil Knight is uh, the one who started Nike. Founder of Nike. Founder okay. of so Nike. So he's the one that's that uh he and Bill Bowerman okay. um developed the the running shoe with the waffle outsole oh, okay, a U of O. Yeah. And so he's the one that obviously uh has some money and has mm-hmm. been a big duck supporter and oh, so yeah. the oregon's new track and field venue and and this just launched a new science um center he's yeah donated that's millions awesome. and millions to oregon sports and and science and the library and all that so. yeah wow that's cool. and he and penny knight his wife donated 500 million dollars to cancer um uh, research they're trying to oh. trying to get rid of cancer so they're they're good people but he yeah you see him at nike and it's just like seeing anyone else and our son one time saw him at a store and um and he got to go up and shake 
Bill Knight's hand and he looked at his hand and said, I just shook a billionaire's hand. (laughs) He goes, I'm never washing my (laughs) hand. (laughs) I thought that was pretty great. (laughs) That is. I wouldn't wash my hand either. Like, oh, please, please turn into money. Yeah, I know exactly. (laughs) I feel like we're kind of Nike PR now. We got to be careful. (laughs) We had had a good time. It was a good time. It was a great place to work. I'm not going to complain about it. All right. Well, that being said, let's transition a little bit. Let's actually talk about storyteller stuff for a little bit. Yeah. Sure. So, like most people, I'm sure you probably started out looking at a different RV and then Mm -hmm. stumbled upon storytellers. So, let's start there. What were you guys looking at? Well, let me start and then let you talk about the van. So, we've grown up, I grew up in Alaska, and we have taken our son in a tent, in a, you know, just in a Pathfinder all over you know, the Western United States, all the parks, national parks. And we got to a point where, you know, if you have a tent, you got to set it up for a couple of days. So we go from a tent to this. So you can tell the rest of that story, but it's, yeah, that's why we kind of moved into let's let's travel the world and United States and this thing. We knew we wanted to, you know, up the tent experience, but we were looking at like, do we do a teardrop? And this is going years back, teardrop, and we're starting to kind of, decide and you know time progressed and you know we're more successful uh you know our budget options increased a little bit so near the end um we were looking at the revel which was you know really cool rig i you know love the van situation because it's enclosed it i like the fact that you can drive it anywhere like a car you can park it in in, at the grocery store so revel had a cool concept um was uh you know certain things didn't like about it we're concerned about the space and tightness and we were talking with uh, Chris Red up at Johnson RV, and um, but I on the on Facebook noticed uh, somehow I stumbled across Storyteller. Started looking at that, and then coincidentally, Chris called and said, "Hey, we got this Storyteller," and they were the first ones in Northwest to carry him. Uh, and uh, so I we went up and uh, took a look at that. They had it in uh, on their uh, property, and and I what. Andrew Cooley reminds me, you know, (laughs) six hours of conversations later and questions and stuff, we finally made a decision and and switched the storyteller and uh, joined the family, which coming to this event here is completely proven that we made the the right choice. And and the fact that you got all these storyteller uh, owners here um, agreeing with, you know, their choice was the right one as well, you know, kind of makes us feel better. But it's just a cool environment to see. People are kind of in the same situation as us, but from all different walks of life. Yeah. Um, interested in confirming that we made the right move here. Yeah, absolutely. Community is the best thing, I think, yeah. in my opinion. And I think they're a customer service and they've just been wonderful. Yeah. Every question, anything that we've had, um, they've just been really awesome. Yeah. And it's a great van. I mean, it's so comfortable. It's so convenient. Everything's so convenient. Um, I just, people are like, can you really two people be in there but i they've thought of everything i i really they asked us while we're here what do you hate about it and jay and i were like we couldn't think of a thing we love it there's like there's really not much that we would change we really enjoyed it well and the personal customer service that they provide you know it's a smaller company too it's easier i was just talking with the, the owner you know it's gonna be tougher as they get bigger but you know coming from the service background that's something i was very much paying attention to so. yeah yeah um yeah. What? If you just hold your mic a little bit oh, closer. closer. Yeah, there yeah. You go. There you go. So you just, it's one of those kick under the table yeah, things. Yeah. I'm trying to no, get to okay. slowly. Wait, I'll edit it out. <laughs> okay. Well, I wasn't sure about that. <laughs> no, it's all good. But uh, 
No, so you went from the rebel to the storyteller. So what was like other than Andrew Cooley talking your ear <laughs> off for six? six well, he, it's hours. me, him, me talking his ear off, oh, asking okay, questions. Okay. It My wasn't bad. him. Well, he no, but I will say no, Andrew. I think you are equal part of that yeah. story. Yeah. <laughs> oh, knowing Andrew, I'm sure. He yeah. Does. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, feature wise, what like what was the number one thing that made you guys? Uh, I, I think it'll be different for you, but um, one of the things is just the quality of the bill is so amazing. Like. I just think the fin- I was telling someone else last night the finishes in it the wool the wood it's everything's quality the latches to me those are things that are really important to me everything is thought out how the table works um, I just that we love the I love the lounge groove lounge like we have our son has come with us and he's six foot one and Jay's buddy has gotten in it and six foot two sleep on that lounge and it's super comfortable you know. It's silly, but the microwave is super convenient. You're going to boil some quick water or um, I just think for me, it's the quality of the build. And it's just I think it's that really set me set over the top for me. For sure. And then the the other obvious thing is the open space. We wanted to I mean, you're in a van. Let's be honest. It's it's small compared to you, know, you can get buses and huge RVs that are like living rooms and such. But so maximizing the space is in a small vehicle, relatively speaking, is huge. So not having um, the walls, but having the flexibility of pulling the shower down when you rarely need it or the, the, the cassette, you know, uh, is a brilliant design. And then not even having the shelves, the headroom to be able to walk all the way through um, was is a, was the big difference maker for us as well. Yeah, those are two great features. Yeah. Um, so where's the coolest place that you guys been? Well, we we... Our plan, because of the pandemic, has changed a little bit. We have an 18-year-old son who um, took a gap year. He's actually worked this whole time. So we went from, hey, we're going to go out in the van for a month or maybe even two, go across the country, to, hey, let's go for like 10 days a week at a time. Let's go see some stuff. So we have been. We went to Montana, and we mm-hmm. went back through Yellowstone and the uh, Tetons, which the Tetons is one of our yeah. favorite places in the world, and it was fantastic. That was yeah. really great. And um, we were Yosemite and Northern California, Redwoods. Yeah, those are separate around trips. Oregon. Yeah, yeah, different trips. Um, we went out to the John Day River, which is yeah. one of the, we love. John Day, Oregon. We joke yeah. about moving Eastern there. Oregon, where, where the Painted Hills are. If people haven't yeah. been out, if you want to go see some great stuff in Oregon, yeah. that's a gorgeous in part the coast. of the. Yeah, Road Oregon trip coast on the coast and yeah. Washington too. Yeah, so mostly you know fairly local, but we're okay. ready to kind of. Like expand. in a quad state area, for yeah. The most part. Yeah. That's- yeah, we want to get back to Utah because we've been there, but not with the van. Uh, right down Southern California, Arizona, you know, yeah, Idaho, Colorado. We're talking about maybe Colorado. Yeah, and then one of these days we'll do a big long road trip out east. Yeah, um, yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. yeah. So, do you guys have any tips or tricks while you guys are on the road that you can share? Well, I do all the cooking and, okay. and food, and you can see, I don't know if you can see our coffee pot there, but the number one thing for us was how do you make the coffee? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that seems like it's a huge thing, and some people use a Keurig, and some people do French press, but they got to boil the water. So I we got the thermos, and that's been awesome. So that so Drip, food, drip coffee. With drip the coffee, thermos, because you can turn it off because you have an inverter, and you don't want to be running power all the time. you got to worry about your power, so... Um, so that's been great. And then I, before I go, I just, I do a lot of prep. The fridge amazingly holds, I can get probably about seven days worth of 
we eat a lot of vegetables and vegetarian food, so I can get a lot in there. Um, but I do a lot of, I bake muffins before we go and I make salads and I really prep and think about the food that we're going to eat while we're gone. But you're right, you can stop at any grocery store. So, um, but that's one of the things that I think tip wise, if you really think about and read the forums, people are really smart about how they do their food. And yeah. I really, we really spend time doing that and being prepared. Yeah. Well, that's one reason why we're here. We don't know all the tips yet because we've yeah. only been in a, in a year. But just you learn what fits and what packs well. Like we we have mountain bikes, but we normally don't use them when we're in the van. But we want to maybe have a bike if we're in town to bike around or if we're in a campground. So we got these little folding bikes. They fit inside the van, for example. And we got paddle boards that are inflatable. Those with are in the van right now. With the bikes. With the bikes. We haven't used them, but they're just always there. Yeah. If in case. You never you know? know. Yeah. Yep. And then we don't have anything hanging on the outside to either get messed with or if it's raining and get dirty and stuff. Because we're trying to keep it kind of all inside mm -hmm. for now. So so stuff like that. But then you just learn, you know, you know, like today we bought um, stacking wine glasses, you know, with rubber bottoms that don't slip. You know, just Ooh, that's little genius. small, yeah. Yeah, little small yeah. things like that. You know, the RVers that, you know, know for, you know, would know immediately yeah. what you should or shouldn't get. So we're just kind of still learning. That's cool. Yeah. Um, have you guys done any mods? Uh, nothing major uh, other than I did change out the stereo. This Ooh. Mercedes stereo was really poor. And I mean, obviously it removed the one wire to the center speaker, but that's minor compared to you need to re replace the, the house speakers because they're paper. So I upgraded that and got uh, amp and and um, I'm not a tech geek, but uh, splitters. So the subwoofers powered separate from the oh, stereo okay, system, yeah, and yeah. it's way better. And some sound dampening in the flooring. So that that's the big expense. We're talking about maybe doing a suspension upgrade, we're not not sure yet. Uh, yeah, because uh, you can go crazy. Oh, and, yeah. You know, we're not bouldering or anything like that. But yes. what else? Not, no real big major. Um, changes other than the, the stereo and that was key because you know he's in a band and music <laughs> mm -hmm. is really important yeah. remember the rush story so yeah. yep. it's really yeah. important for him to have good yeah. music and we and lo a lot of people listen to books on tape in their car we listen yeah. to a lot of music so the music thing was kind of a key like we yeah. got to get yeah. that fixed makes or break a road trip yeah absolutely I mean, it really does. yeah absolutely yeah. yeah but coming to this event get if you have a, a problem with money burning a hole in your a pocket yeah. it, it's uh not the place to be because there's so many things you could you go crazy on over here yeah. what are um some of the better vendors that uh you liked out there who's who's the one that did the thing above the stove that that i love that what above you bought me that with all the spoons and stuff in it oh the overland gear guy you mean yeah the, the pouch thing? Yeah, I love yeah. that. Oh, the organizer? Yeah. yeah. That, to me, he bought that for me because, you know, That's I do all the handy. cooking. Yeah. That is really great, and I think their products are yeah. quality really good. Um, Matrix Integrators and Bend, and I've been talking with them about that suspension thing, so we talked with them a bit, and I've heard good things about them. But um, we kind of trying to think of any any other Nothing comes to mind. Well, that's good. A lot of people just want to do all kinds of crazy mods yeah. to include this person. But yeah. but some of the best advice is like don't don't get mods unless you actually need it or figure out what you need yeah. and yep. then you know make your game plan. So yeah, we a lot of people do these storage permanent storage things in the back, which are really cool. I've gone the uh, the convenient simple route of just getting the Home Depot ten dollar fifteen gallon buck. Uh, boxes you can fit six of them in there and 
maybe later you figure out what you really need or want, you can switch that out. But that's a easy way to have simple storage that costs nothing and then learn as you go. Like yeah. you said, that's a good, good advice. Yeah, it is. Um, so since you guys did, uh, travel around the quad state area, where did you guys stay? Like, do you, ha- I'm looking for tips for others that are like traveling in the Pacific Northwest as far as like campsites or boondocking sites or anything like so, that. So Jay likes to boondock, especially in towns. Cause Jay's <laughs> grew up in the city and he loves to be in town and try out all the brew pubs and then stay the night. So I'll let him speak a little bit more to that. I like to camp where I can have a fire, um, but I don't want to be at a camp, like an organized RV campground or anything. I like to be where like maybe it's like a primitive campground where there's pit toilets and maybe that. Because normally you're near a great lake, you're near a river. They put those campgrounds where you're, and I like to hike. That's one of the reasons I like to be in the van is I like to go out and hike a ton. Um, training to hike South Sisters with a girlfriend um, in in August. So those are, that's the kind of stuff I want to do. So those campgrounds, BLM campgrounds and stuff. And those places in general, we have never had a problem. We never make reservations in general. I would say 90% of the time we do not have a reservation, maybe 95. Even in the COVID area? Even the COVID was even easier. Really? People yeah. weren't out. If you, it doesn't have electrical or power, if you just go to a, a, to a more primitive campsite with just a pit toilet, people don't use those anymore because everybody needs power. And with this, you don't need power. You're, you know, you can go anywhere. So those are a lot of the sites. Those places are a lot of the places that we utilize. Yeah. But we're not going on the weekends. We got to be careful. But we mix it up and we, we've, we've joined harvest hosts. So if you want to throw in kind of a civilized deal those are there's some pretty cool options there yeah, yeah. um i'm and, a member just recently for fun of, uh, of the elk so i've boondocked at some of the elks lodges they're usually right in town uh, mm-hmm. so that's cool they have rv hookups don't yeah, they or some of them like do some of maybe, them do maybe about yeah. half of them yeah, yeah. and they're really uh, nice it's it's they're, it's a funny the story why we're doing it because we have a friend's dad we went out to hepner oregon a ton our friend swite and kathleen kathleen's dad was a member there and that's kind of the only thing to do in hepner so the boys, her dad, Mike, uh, just recently died, so we can't get in anymore. So Jay and his best friend Dwight, um, well, sort decided... of, it was an honorary thing, but yeah. But as it turns out, you there are elks practically in every town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's an option. So harvest hosts that, and then boondocking, and then the campground things. We kind of change it up. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So yeah. So less boondocking than we I'd like because uh, we just haven't. You know, we're still learning. We've been right. I've got some suggestions from folks on yeah at this event so that's yeah yeah more that's stuff we're looking to to learn more about yeah so um if someone's coming to oregon to come visit what do you recommend to go visit well it depends on what you want to do like if you'd like to go to uh towns and see i like to go to small towns and and explore those things so i mean ben's not small but there's a lot of great um brew pubs like in hood river here ben um, so and in the Bend area of the Cascade Lakes, you have yeah. you have so many great things. There's great skiing there. There's great uh, mountain biking. Bill's Trail. There's just a ton of mountain biking there. There's um, you have the Deschutes River going through. So there's paddleboarding and floating and the mm-hmm. river. So it's a great and that you have sisters. You have um, Smith Rock in Terrebonne climbing. Climbing. It's a real. It's a mecca for outdoor. If you like the outdoors, it's a great place to go. And then you can go even farther to out in Oregon if you want to get away. You have um like we were just talking about we went to john day and um baker and 
the Wallawas. The Wallawas is beautiful. So, you know, there's so many beautiful things. And the coast of Oregon is really beautiful. You can go to, you know, you can go to Southern Oregon coast or the Northern Oregon coast. We love Astoria, Cannon Beach. Neatarts Bay is amazing. It's uh, outside of Tillamook. Um, where they have the famous cheese factory. But if you go out from there, the main road doesn't go into Neatarts. Um, but you go out there and there's the bay and they have crabbing. You can crab and break kayaks out there. And we do that and paddleboard out there. So, But right here in Hood River, I mean, the Columbia River Gorge, obviously, mm-hmm. with yeah. incredible hikes and waterfalls. Um, there's, there's whitewater rafting. And um, one of the two greatest places in the world for parasailing, windsurfing, uh, Maui and Hood River. Yeah, kiteboarding is here. This is one of the best places. Hence the wind yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, the wind yesterday that was so windy here. That's why people live here. Constant wind. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. You guys taught me a lot. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) You have to stay in Oregon for a while. (laughs) I know, right? No, Oregon. uh, Well, I grew up over in Washington, so I'm familiar. But I never really ventured down to Oregon because as a Washingtonian, you're like, ugh. The Oregon people? Yeah, I know. Dogs. See, the Washington Huskies. That's yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. I'm a cougar, so. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is actually I like worse. Washington. I, like Washington. I like the cougars. Yeah. 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 But uh, anyways, but um, to switch topics again, mm-hmm. let's talk about your band. Oh, Neck. yeah. So. I got my product placement here. You know, <laughs> yeah, I see that. Marketing. Right, and marketing then on, background. The, on the door, I don't know if oh. it shows in the Is that why you opened that? <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> awesome. But, uh, yeah, so what, pos- uh, not position. Position, but, yeah. yeah. I'm talking sports now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What uh, instrument do you play? No. And- I play bass guitar. We're a rock band. Um, so we, we played in the 90s. We kind of reformed uh, this about four years ago. Played grunge rock-ish in the 90s. Played around Portland. And then got back together and carried over some of our lighter material and, and got new material. So alternative alternative rock, rock you know, I don't know. It's or, and it's original. You guys, you yeah, play all, all original music. We don't play no. covers. So, uh, and we we play a gig maybe quarterly, of course, not pandemic. Right. Um, so rock, you know, pretty, pretty, uh, or modern groove, alternative type of rock with a little bit of hard edge depending on the song yeah. yeah how long have you guys been playing together well we formed in like mid 90s okay. and then we played around town for about four years or so so this is something you've done for like 20 plus years yeah okay uh, i didn't right. know if it was like on off on off. it had been on and off, oh, okay. off but we've been on now for the last four years i actually just got a notice that our gig Four years ago, I think it was our first one when we kind of got back together. So okay, yeah, um, you got and over time, you guys would get together and write music. Yeah, we still and, hung around, and but nothing real serious, right? Yep. So we we put together an album and actually released it um, to pretty much every streaming service, like hun- hundreds of streaming like services. Spotify, yeah, Spotify, A- Apple Amazon, music. Apple. Um, okay, you can Shazam us if you're hearing our song, <laughs> and you should. I mean, it, it's yeah. amazing. Okay, yeah. yeah. So uh, pretty much any. Any music streaming service you can get download it. So that's Mech. We're Mech. M E C H. That's our initials. Messing Eric oh, okay. Clark and all of the drummer has uh, changed. We didn't change the name. We we said sorry, man. You can't. <laughs> we're not going to change the name because because of your name uh, not matching. But um, a Mech. But you have to look us up under Mech the band uh, under oh, okay. Facebook or Instagram. Okay. And then the album's name is Days Around the Sun. So if you search for Mech days around the sun okay you should find us on all those all right. services i'll put the uh band stuff in the show notes yeah, so. yeah. awesome yeah. yeah no and then the guys in the band they're all interesting dudes yeah trevor the drummer is a physical therapist and he's a he's a canadian 
Canada, so we're international. We're, we're international. a diverse band. <laughs> yes, a diverse band. <laughs> Talk about the, a little bit about the other guys. Yeah, and then uh, Matt, our lead, uh, he he's a record was a recording engineer, has a studio in his house, so he's got you know the the playability, the songwriting talent, but also um, the talent of you know understanding how to do all this electric equipment. And we were talking about your mics yeah, and everything, yeah. familiar with it, but he's yeah. really familiar with it. So. Yeah. Uh, which is fortunate to have that in the band. Yeah, um, and, and he plays lead guitar. And he's lead guitar and does part part of the singing. singing. And then uh, Sean is our lead singers from Goble, Washington, up near St. Helens. Okay. Um, and Sean Clark. He's Sean Clark, and and he's his family's into music. Um, Trevor's been a drummer all his life, so we all have it in the background. I they picked me up last second and. Uh, I'm the Ringo star of the band. <laughs> <laughs> the other funny story about the band is uh, Matt Messing's wife, Kristen uh, Messing, has been my best friend since we were 10 years old. Oh, wow. Cool. So when we joke about when we were 10 playing basketball um, growing up, yeah. we were like, wouldn't it be really cool if we got married and our husbands were like really great friends <laughs> and they were in a rock band World together. World famous rock band. So, yeah. And here we are today. So, yeah. yeah. So And Matt and Kristen are both from Juneau, Alaska, and I grew up in Juneau, Alaska. Okay. So we're all Alaskans. So nice. yeah, it's been, a, they're a gr- great group of guys yeah. and they write great music and I think their lyrics are amazing. And I, it's yeah. fun. It's just really a fun thing for them to get to do. Yeah. That's awesome. Are you going to uh, try to go to any of the mode meetups? Yeah, absolutely. We, I really wanted to go to the one in Utah, uh, but we just couldn't fit it in. So this is actually our first okay. kind of, I mean, this cool. is not a mode meetup, but it, it it kind of yes, ended up being. What, <laughs> well, how many are there? Ten, Twenty of them? Oh, uh, I don't know. It's all community driven. So, yeah. like, I'm hold, hosting one in Montana right. in mid-August. But yes. the reason why I ask is if you go to one and you bring like a band member or two or the yeah. entire thing, like you guys could totally perform, and that'd I, be I, so sweet. I yeah. thought you, we could probably with the power of the Volta oh, yeah. system yeah. here. Well, Jason complete. Walsmith does it. Yeah. yeah. So. But yeah, whole band with amps and you know PA systems. Mm-hmm. So I, I think you could pull it off. Yeah. yeah I, I'm the retired. The other guys are still still working, oh, so I'd have to drag okay. them away and gotcha. plan it. But yes, I've thought about that. Yeah, that would, that would be, be awesome. so cool. It would yeah. be really cool. But uh, you guys are such a great, fun couple. Yeah. I've had an amazing time getting to know you guys over the weekend, and thank you again for coming on to the podcast. Yeah, um, I've learned so much about your cats, yeah, you personally. <laughs> And, uh, you know, it sounds like uh, you and your storyteller are going to go places here shortly. So. Yeah, absolutely. I can't, it, it's can't. the best decision we ever made. Yeah. 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 My mom said, my mom's 80 and she's like, this is the best decision you'll ever make because you just can't get time back. So enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Wise words. Yeah. 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 But we're, we want to thank you and, and the folks we've met here and a storyteller crew yeah. that we met for the first time. Um, like I said earlier, it kind of solidifies that we made the right move and, and uh, we hope to do more of these in the future. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I like to end every podcast with one question Uh-oh. and that is, dun, dun, dun. Um, no. what does it mean for you to be part of the Stone Nation community? Go ahead. I think it's a being able to spend time with people, like-minded people that um, are very open to being to all people, I think that's really wonderful. Like that's what I've seen this weekend is that like people are so inclusive and caring. And I, I think that's, we need more of that in the world. I think more, it's more love in the world. And I just feel a lot of love and caring from this community. I'm a more of a sensitive soul, as you can see, Jay wouldn't say that, but I do. I really think that's important in the world to show a little bit more kindness and love. And I feel that from this group. And I, I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, no, it's, this is sort of a new experience for us. And so it's interesting we all cross sect at, at uh, 
with the storyteller, but we come from all these different backgrounds. So it's just cool to meet new people from all over the, yes. the country. Yeah. Uh, just this this weekend, I got, you know, added six new contacts to my, you know, phone that yeah. I know I'll be reaching out to yeah. and vice versa, you know, sharing yeah. ideas and, and boondocking spots or uh, tips or, you know, recommendations on where to go. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you again for coming on to Stonation. And I can't wait to see where you guys end up. Yeah, and thank you. And we can't awesome. wait to see where you end up next. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> That's the fun right. of the storyteller. I, I know, right? <laughs> Stonation is a production of Park Media. The executive producer is Young Wa Kim. The audio engineer is Stephen Grasso. The marketing director is Guillaume Golson. The original music and artists is done by Jason Walsmith. The sound designer is Lorenzo Indriano. And the webmaster is Punxer. Without any of these people, this podcast couldn't happen. So a big, huge thank you. And a big, huge thank you to you, the listener. If you like this episode, please don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a five-star review. This is Young Wall with Stonation, and I can't wait to share the road with you.